It is a Tuesday edition. The Minnesota Wild are getting away from the X and uh, be flying out to uh, warmer conditions as they get fed, uh, set to face Anaheim. I know that travel days are busy for broadcasters and for Anthony LaPanta. I'm sure it was get up in the morning and they probably got a workout in, make sure the notes are, you're all packed and all that. And the uh, TV voice of the Wild joining us now, Anthony LaPanta, en route probably from the gym to an airplane. Hi, Anthony. Can you hear us okay today? I can hear you just fine, and you got it exactly right. I'm on my way from got to get the workout in first, and now I'm headed to the airport, catch a flight to Anaheim, and anytime, anytime my temperatures are either single digits or even worse, start with a negative sign in front of them. I'm thrilled to be heading to the West Coast. <laughs> well, they start with that, and then and I haven't seen the temperature in Orange County or anything down there. But does it start with a seven or an eight today? Do you know? Uh, it starts with a seven, and the only reason I know is because my wife Margot happened to check it to inform me that she was not interested in hearing anything about how nice it was when I got there. <laughs> it's it's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, you, you're just quiet about it, right? It's just. It's a job. How many times have you had to go to? Well, it's a job, honey. Margot, it's a, you know, it's a job. I'm going to work. Yeah. I'm just going to work. I can't. I'm not. It's nothing else. I'm going to work. Yeah, going to work indeed. Uh, going to work has been the Minnesota. <laughs> going to work has been the wild, Anthony, and, and the X has been awfully friendly. Those confines have have they not? They've been great. And if you remember, at the start of the season, it wasn't great. They dropped their first three all at home. Ended up two five and one in their first eight games at home, and had a lot of people scratching their heads. This is a team that last year. They were 31-7-2 in games played at the Excel Energy Center. They did technically lose a home game over at Target Field, but their record at Excel Energy Center was 31-7-2. They're one of the best teams in the league in front of their home fans. They had some magic there. And this year, for whatever reason, it just wasn't there. It was There was something missing. And a night I'll never forget is the night Alex Goligoski was honored for playing in his thousandth NHL game, ended up scoring the overtime winner. He gave a post-game interview to Kevin Gorg in front of the bench, and they're playing the interview in the arena. And he looked up at the fans and said, hey, hang with us. We're going to get this figured out. And it, for me, it was such a telling quote because it, it let you know that the guys inside the room were thinking about it. They were well aware of it. Well, since that time, they've lost one game at home, mm. one eight out of nine, they're rolling, and it uh, it looks the same as last year right now. It looks like a team that they bring energy and effort every night, really stingy defensively, but also just always have that belief that somehow, some way, they're going to figure out a way to come out on top. Anthony Panta joining us here. Brad, you call a lot of hockey. You do a lot of Fargo Force games in the USHL, local games and, and, and whatnot, and stay on that. You know, it, it's pretty impressive I, would, you'd have fun calling Kirill Kaprizov, wouldn't you, Brad? I mean, oh, Anthony, absolutely. I know you have. Fun. I know you have fun calling Kirill. Brad. Right? That, that's who a, that's wouldn't? A, right. Yeah, I guess I name an announcer who wouldn't enjoy that. I mean, I mean just they, to have, a, have somebody of that caliber who is really, you know, a star in this league is, uh, you know, just you never know what you never know what you're going to see every night. That's for sure. I mean, <laughs> it's really. fun. What do you yeah, expect, Anthony? He's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just something we've never seen here before. We've never had a guy that had his kind of skill, but also just he's got a work ethic that just never stops. And 
that's what makes him such a special player. He, there's other guys who have, I wouldn't say similar skill sets, but that have elite scoring touch or are elite skaters. But what Kirill brings every single night and every single shift is just an absolute dogged approach to, I'm going to frickin' score on this shift. <laughs> and, and on the you... bench when his shift is over, he literally looks like he's disappointed every shift if he didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> this is hockey, right? It's not like hoops, like you missed a shot and you got another right. one, you're going to have another opportunity to, to right. throw. And, and, and is, is this right? Did he come to the rink uh, dressed like an elf? Anthony, did I get this right? The other day? Yeah, he did the other night. So sometimes I lose track of days here. Let's see, it was Sunday, Sunday afternoon against Ottawa. And Ryan Reeves came out for the pregame skate in a Santa hat and a beard. And Kirill came out in a elf hat. And they were giving away pucks and mini sticks like it was Christmas to the fans down there for the warm-up. And, but the grin he had on his face during the entire time he was skating around, and he's really tight. I know everybody's made the uh, a lot about how tight he is with Matt Zuccarello, and that's legit. But he's really tight with Matt's son, too. So he's he has a jersey on. He calls himself Uncle Kirill, and he comes over, and he's laughing and smiling with the youngster. And it, it is so much fun to watch. He's got, a, he's got an infectious smile and just an infectious love for the game that – isn't normal and not nor I shouldn't say it's not normal, but it's it's rare you see it in a superstar. Right. And that combination is what makes him just so much fun. Usually, uh, Derek and Brad, Anthony, the higher the superstar level, the more enclosed and not approachable. Right, Anthony, you've been around uh, uh, professional athletes for the better part of two plus decades. It, it seems like the guys are unapproachable at, at that status. Yeah, I think it's more likely for sure. There are exceptions without a doubt, but yeah, it's these are guys that in many cases have been told how great they are for most of life and therefore sometimes it's ego driven, sometimes it's truly just they don't know what to do, they're socially uncomfortable and they all they want to do is is show up and play and I, I think of guys in that ilk like a Joe Maurer. He wasn't he wasn't a jerk. He right. just was a guy that all he wanted to do was come to the ballpark and play. So then the perception would be that he wasn't the welcoming guy. He wasn't the jovial guy. He really, but he's a terrific guy. He just was, that's not the way he was wired. And then you get the other side that are, they feel like it's an inconvenience to deal with the common folk. And that's as crazy as that sounds for people who are making their living because of the common folk. It's strange, but it's real. Yeah. And with Kirill, it's just different. He just loves the game. When you watch him practice, I know it's a cliche, first one on the ice, last one off. He is the last one off. Every single night you go to the game, you watch the warm-up, he and Matt Zuccarello will be out there, and Marc-Andre Fleury is usually with him. They're just playing. They just love to play. They're screwing around with the puck. They're doing fake shootouts against Marc-Andre Fleury. They're, they just can't get enough of the game. And it happens that way at practice every day. He's just a hockey player. Great to see the Wild. And that kind of fun, you look at it, it reflects probably on the ice. Before we get to the Feast of Seven Fishes, 
I, and I'm going to tap my buddy Anthony LePanta's brain a little bit, too. Anthony, you and I years ago got in a conversation about names, and, and anybody that's done play-by-play, and everybody in this room has, and, and certainly, obviously, Anthony, uh, you know, the prep work, the name, understanding the name and number. So, you know, from a play-by-play standpoint, you don't have to look at a book to see a number. To You know it on the ice as its name. And then you told me a story, Anthony, that opened my eyes, and I guess I could have seen that, but not doing certainly hockey like you or Brad, certainly you, that that you told me a time where NHL players, some of them, depending on where they're from, will literally change their name. And I believe, did you have a story of brothers, Anthony, that literally changed how you pronounce the name? Well, there have been a, yeah. There were two brothers who wanted the name pronounced differently, <laughs> which was bizarre. Brothers. So there have been a few guys huh. who, when they got to a different city, and I, for us in the NHL, I always trust the other teams broadcasters just as they would to me they come to me how do you say brodeen jewel erickson act whatever they might be and because you kind of trust that okay well they're calling their games every night they've certainly checked with the guy on how he wants his name pronounced and there have been a few guys where all of a sudden he'd change teams but you'd just be running through them just to double check and all of a sudden their guy would tell me nope when he got here, he said, you know, they never pronounced it right in the last city, so I'm going with this. Or, you know, I figured here I got a fresh start, so I might as well have them do it the right way, so I changed it to this. <laughs> and that's happened a few times. But the most bizarre one, you're right, is a set of brothers. One wanted to be called Mahalik, and one wanted to be called Macaulic. Same name, same spelling, same <laughs> brothers, but they wanted their names okay. pronounced differently. It was crazy. <laughs> So, it's adding a, de- a degree of difficulty. I've, to the I've whole heard process. that with like, isn't that odd? Well, I've heard that for, with cousins before because I won't say the name on the air, but the last name now has become slang for something else. Oh, you know what I mean. So, okay. when this young man moved away with his f- family and so the mom and stepdad, his name quickly became something else. Something else. Yes. Ah. Mahalik and Macaulay. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Well, and, and then you get somewhere that's really similar. So I'll remember a game, I think it was Ottawa a few years ago. They had a guy named Clayson, and they had a guy named Shayson. And earlier in his career, he had gone by Shayson, but he had now changed it, wanted to just be Shayson. So as you guys, I'm sure, have experienced in this world now today where everybody is an expert and they all – like to point out every time you make a mistake. And right. I get some clown on Twitter who says, Lepanta's clueless. He's pronounced this same guy with like three different pronunciations. Right. And, and I, I, I replied to the guy cause I usually like to reply. And I, if it's somebody who's pointing out a mistake, absolutely. I screwed that one up. I, the other night I got one wrong. I thought a pass had gone to Sam Steele. It was turned out. It was Jonas Brodine. It was a lefty on the other side of the ice was on the ice. I just missed it. But mm. sure. in this case, I replied to the guy. I said, you know what? It's because there are two different guys. One guy's name is Clayson. One guy's name is Shayson. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else you yeah. want me to do. They're two different people. I, there's a lot. <laughs> I can tell you families around here the same thing. Isn't it's, it fun? It's, it's By the way, isn't it fun, Anthony, when you got thousands of people just waiting for that one word mistake and just now, yeah. now we got this wonderful thing, Twitter, which is good and bad, but you know, just put it out. All right, let's get to this. Anthony, as I said earlier in the first half hour, I, I've you known Anthony for many, many years, and, and uh, you know, anytime a, a guy who's great at sports and what he does, a good family man, father, husband, all that, then starts dabbling into the cooking field, and now you're as good at that as you are 
your professional job, Anthony. So I'd, I'd mention what would be a good non-traditional meal that folks can make uh, like the Lepantas would. And, and you threw back, I'll talk about the Feast of Seven Fishes. So uh, we've tried to guess, and we only have a couple of minutes, but the Feast of Seven Fishes, Derek, Brad, and I have all tried to guess what fishes would be involved in your Feast of Seven. So why don't you lay that out for us, my friend? All right. Well, the Feast of Seven Fishes is an old Italian tradition for Christmas Eve, and we've wanted to do it, but a lot of my family doesn't eat seafood, meaning my siblings, my mom, my, it just they're not big seafood people. So we never did it. A couple of years ago, we kind of stumbled on it, and now it's become a tradition on the 23rd when it's just my kids and my wife and I, and now they've got a couple couple of uh, significant others that are coming along with them. But it's seven kinds of fish, and we prepare it so they all hit the table simultaneously, and we sit around and have it is It's become an absolute highlight of the Christmas season for my family. Nice. So this year, it's different every year. We just come up with our seven fishes. But they have to be done at the same time, so one's got to be grilled, one's got to be done in the uh, in the oven, and then I've got five burners on the stove, so the other five are going to be there. So what we've got this year, we're actually going to start out with a shrimp toast appetizer and a calamari tubes like squid tunnels. Mm. So, but those don't count. Those are just appetizers. Th- those are like the J- those seven. are the those are the JV fish, yeah. Junior Varsity. Yeah, They're okay. The JV fish. Yeah, the, the shrimp toast has really become a regular. We love it. The uh, the squid tunnels are those are pretty those are pretty good too. They're stuffed with Italian sausage and a little red sauce over the top. But the seven fishes this year are going to be. We're going to do a rock shrimp pasta. We're going to do scallops that'll be uh, brown butter browned and then lemon, basil, and garlic with a little balsamic over the top. Oh, hungry. And then um, we're going to go with uh, catfish sandwich sliders. How do we not guess catfish, guys? Oh, I love catfish. Oh. Catfish is mm. delicious. Sliders? Yeah. Anthony, slider? Cat, cat, catfish sliders with a little, like, uh, cider slaw uh, vinaigrette uh, topping on them that we're going to make homemade. That'll be Those will be good. I'm excited about those. We're doing a broiled halibut that'll be uh, just kind of drizzled in butter and uh, butter and garlic. That's pretty simple, but uh, kind of a staple. Uh, we're doing monkfish this year, which I haven't done before. So it's going to be just uh, kind of an herb crusted monkfish, and we're doing a citrus sauce to go with that. That uh, I'm excited about that. It's uh, something we haven't tried, so that one's a new one. Uh, we're going to go with clams. And we're just doing those simple, not with pasta, just kind of a simple clam. It uh, it also has a little bit of a citrus sauce, but I'm actually going to do more of a key lime and lemon parsley sauce for that one that I'm excited to try. Hungry yet, Derek? And then we're doing a... Yeah, <laughs> you haven't had lunch yet. Yeah, so yeah. Hungry yet? Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah. Then we've got a full fish that we'll throw on the grill, and we've done this each year, skin on, just salt and pepper it, stuff it with a couple herbs, and then throw it on the grill. And it was AJ, my son, and I were out in Colorado one time, and we went to a place. We uh, had gone out to Breckenridge, went to a place for dinner. Their special that night was a skin-on red snapper, and it was one of the better pieces of fish we had ever had. So the first year we did this, we said, let's try it. We've never done it before. The first couple of years we had red snapper. Last year we switched and did a grouper. This year, we actually were trying to do grouper, but I just got a text back this morning from the 
fish guy at the local Kowalski's, and he said, the groupers are too big. They're like 26 pounds instead of 12. So how about if we send you a red snapper instead? So we're going red snapper on the grill again this year as kind of the, I wouldn't say the main course, but it's kind of the biggest plate. The, oh. the It'll be the centerpiece of the dinner. Oh, my God. Now, if you can just leave your address with Brad, Brad, you'll be able to take uh, the missus <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> over there. Uh, yeah, come along. We've been known to have leftovers. It's been pointed out to me a couple of times by Margo that, that perhaps I've ordered too much fish in previous years. So it, there's a chance there'll be enough if you swing by. Surprised you, the beautiful Excellent. girl and AJ and Vinny aren't just 700 pounds each. Anthony, fantastic. The Feast of Seven Fishes. Anthony, have a good call tomorrow night. Safe travels to you and enjoy that 75 in sunshine when you land uh, in Anaheim. Thanks, buddy, as always. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Anthony. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you guys. Anytime. Always love chatting with you guys. Great stuff. Anthony Panta joining us today. Stick around. The Common Man. Now I'm hungry. Common Man is coming up next on 740 The Fan. Alan Horton, Voice of the Wolves, also joining uh, coming up tomorrow. High school basketball tonight on The Fan. UND women on KFGO tonight. Brad, what do we got tonight on The Fan? Richland at Kindred oh, tonight. thought you'd pick a real good one, huh? Yeah, we'll see. Richland's, uh, I think, got some up-and-coming talent, and uh, Kindred trying to bounce back after uh, hmm. overtime Ooh. loss to uh, HCV last week. How so. much garlic do you think is involved in that meal he just Well, I'm off? sure that there's quite a bit. <laughs> Stick around. Common is next on The Fan. Zadarius Smith is running around.